0: Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are our Heavenly Father. And we thank you for the gift of your Son, the gift of your Word, and the unending gift of your love that is manifested in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear you and see your mighty hand in all of creation. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right, so to begin with, I need to warn you today from the outset that this topic could if I let it get very deep, but I'm not. I'm only going to scratch the surface. At the end of this Bible study and reflection, you may well have more questions than you have answers, and you know I'm I'm really okay with that. I would encourage you to do some question answering of your own by doing Bible study in search of the answer to the question, how do you know? Uh, Yeah, how do you know what? Okay, so I forgot to mention the specific question. The question is, how do you know there is a God if you have never heard about him before? All right, so let's start by listening to the word of God spoken through the major prophet Isaiah. And this reading comes from Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 8 through 9. Here is the reading. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I guess you could say the answer to the question relates to God's nature, relates to his revelation, and also our response. Biblically speaking, God is holy, God is just, God is unchanging, and God is all-loving. Unlike us who change, our cultures change, history is made, and we move on. But God always remains the same. This means that God will always do what is right, and he will reveal himself, sometimes in ways that we just don't see very easily. When it comes to God's revelation, theologians divide these into God's special and general revelation. His special revelation includes the Bible and Christ. And, of course, Christ is revealed in the Bible that we refer to as God's Word. As I've said so many times before, but it bears repeating, the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus. These these are both direct and special means of God revealing himself to us. General revelation, sometimes called natural revelation, consist of what God has revealed of himself via the natural world as well as moral conscience. Two passages in Romans further explain general revelation. The first reading comes from Romans chapter 1 verses 19 through 20. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Now, our second reading comes from one of Paul's letters to the Romans, chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. Indeed, when Gentiles who who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Their conscience is also bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and at other times even defending them. So I've got a good example of a general revelation of God, and it can be found in a very short story I want to share with you involving a naturalist named William Beebe and the 26th president of the United States, Teddy Roosevelt. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of geographical perspective about where this story takes place. Roosevelt's home, called Sagamore Hill, was located on Long Island. In the early 1900s, there would have not been much light pollution at night, so they would have been able to see the night sky very well. And the story goes like this. William Beebe, the naturalist, used to tell this story about Teddy Roosevelt at Sagamore Hill. After an evening of talk, the two would go out on the lawn and search the skies for a certain spot of star-like light near the lower left-hand corner of the great square of Pegasus. Then Roosevelt would recite, That is the spiral galaxy in Andromeda. It is as large as our Milky Way. It is one of a hundred million galaxies. It consists of one hundred billion suns, each larger than our sun. Then Roosevelt would grin and say, Now I think we're small enough. Let's go to bed. Now, to put a little perspective on this, or an update, if you will, in 1921, data from NASA's New Horizons space probe was used to revise earlier estimates of how many galaxies there were, and the revised estimate is 200 billion galaxies. Mind-boggling. Another interesting note. There are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on every beach in the entire world. Pretty amazing, huh? So where do we fit in when it comes to sharing the good news of our triune God? 2 Peter 3.9 reads, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God desires that everyone come to him via Christ, but not all will. We, however, do not have access to a list, if you will, of who will respond to God and who will not. And as such, biblical Christianity places a great deal of emphasis on our missionary efforts. In other words, Christians are actively spreading the message of Jesus so that those who have never heard will indeed get an opportunity to hear. Various missionary stories support the fact that oftentimes those who have never heard who have responded to God's general revelation are later visited by Christian missionaries. So you see, it's kind of a process at times. The Bible, for instance, records just such a story about a man named Cornelius. This man knew about God, but not about Christ. Because of his sincere desire to know God, Cornelius came in direct contact with the apostle Peter, who told Cornelius about Jesus. And if you'd like to, you can read Acts chapter 10 for that story. We can find ways to share Jesus at our jobs, at our schools, uh, Bible studies, in the carpool line, and through our everyday friendships. We can also help spread the gospel by using our social media accounts. Yes, social media. Sending a text. Or we can support organizations whose mission is to spread the gospel. We can pray for missionaries, churches, and for God to use us to reach the unreached. It could be a missionary from your local church or it could be supporting organizations whose mission is to get Bibles translated into the hands of as many people as possible around the world. It could even be Bible Project, for instance. Wouldn't it be great if we were always prepared and ready to share the gospel and reflections of Jesus in all that we say and do. All right, in the following two verses found in Paul's letter to the Romans, he asks and answers the question, how can a non-believer who has never heard become a believer? This is, first reading is from Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they bear witness without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. When we bear God's image in a Christ-like manner and bring good news to everyone we come in contact with, then we become the person with the beautiful feet. So in closing, my intention today was not necessarily to answer that particular question in depth, if you will, but to actually raise some questions. I hope that we will all earnestly seek more answers through prayer, meditation on and study of God's word. Let us pray. Most merciful and gracious God, we confess that we do not know all of your ways because your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God is to always seek your ways and know that your loving nature revealed in and through your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we lift up this prayer to you. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you And the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now go in peace and serve the Lord.